Thanks for tuning in today to the Big Blue Podcast. I'm your host, Vic Moore, and let's get into today's interview. And today on the podcast, very special guest, Robin Cobb. Robin, how are you doing today? I'm wonderful. How are you? Doing good, doing good. This is a real light day for me. Um, it's uh, not too hot or cold right now, entering the winter months. Where, um, what part of the world are you living in these days? I'm in Atlanta area. Um, we've moved around a bit, but we're here for our second stint. We've been here 14 years this time. So Okay. We um, as in who? Uh, my husband, myself, and my two kids. Okay, we're great. all in the Atlanta area. So That's cool. And, and yeah. are, what are your kids doing as far as their jobs and careers or whatever? Uh, my, let's see, I have a son, Evan's 28, Jordan, my daughter's 25. Um, Evan is, um, he's a little bit of a lost soul right now, so he doesn't have a lot of a direction, um, having some struggles. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a super smart kid, but he's, he's doing his own thing right now, and my daughter is, uh, she graduated with her master's in social work. Cool. And she's still uh, trying to find that job that will use her degrees. So, you know, anybody out there know of anybody that needs a social worker <laughs> <laughs> in the Atlanta area, I'm shamelessly appealing to them. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So the mean, in the meantime, she's a nanny, which is wonderful because she's mm-hmm. so great with kids. Um, well, in the in the show but, notes, if, at the end of the interview, I'll post show notes. I can put, if you would like, if she's okay, her LinkedIn profile connection. So when they hear sure, mom's interview, they can go there and they might want to hire your daughter. Oh, she's, yeah, she's awesome. Um, <laughs> she just got married at the end of August, so I have a new son-in-law. And, oh, cool. um, yeah, he's wonderful. And they live here in Atlanta. You'll be a, you'll be a grandma before you know it. Oh yeah, someday. Don't rush me. That's okay. <laughs> I, I I have far too much fun um, pretending like I'm you know like 28 years old. So yeah, yeah. It, you know, I'll have them. I'll have them eventually, but I don't want to rush them either. Right. Because we all know that's a lifetime commitment. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot involved there when you start having a family for sure, uh, and you want to start off right, do it right. Um, so tell us a little about your, your husband. What, uh, what's the, what's his story or backstory and how did you all meet? Uh, Michael is, uh, CPA, um, the audit partner for PricewaterhouseCoopers and we've been married 31 years. Um, wow, that's a long time. And, yeah. And we're both still alive. So that's a really good sign. <laughs> we might we might actually make it. <laughs> he's uh, he's he's awesome. He works all the time, and we met actually working together because um, my uh, my degree was in accounting mm-hmm. uh, from UT, and then I was working public accounting, and that's where we met. Yeah, you could say you, you could say your numbers were part of the game, and then it all added up. Yes, it all added up. <laughs> I always tell I tell everybody. He laughed when I first met him. I couldn't stand him at all, but apparently I got over that. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good to have that initial angst and get it out of the way, 
and then you guys can start to develop the relationship. 31 years, Robin, that is incredible. Tell, give that, us some advice. What, how do you do it? Oh, wow. I don't know. Um, you try to have fun and, um, you know, it's probably, this will probably offend some people, but, and you, and you drink a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of a country song. Right? <laughs> yeah, it, it, we, there's plenty of songs about that. Right? <laughs> you just find the person that um, you know makes you happy. Mm-hmm. We are very similar in the most important areas, and then we have our differences. We've, you know, it hasn't always been perfect, but we've definitely mm-hmm. learned to work through things. And mm-hmm. 31 years, I think we might make it. Wow, that's the, I, do the, is that like a Baskin Robbins dessert for the anniversary? I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. You know, we 31 years. We just went out to dinner. That's all we did. That's great. A, put maybe put yeah. some diamonds on the ice cream cake. There you go. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Now that's this is current day, kind of a current snapshot view. What's going on with you now, Lana? Let's go back in time. Okay, we'll get Mr. Peabody over here. Uh, Sherman, hit the button. <laughs> you know, uh, gee, Mr. Peabody, 1982 again. <laughs> 1982. All right, so here it is, Robin. It's 1982. It's June. We just graduated. You passed out your marble, threw up the hat, out the door we go. What's going through your mind? What's after the senior graduation for you? I'm uh, continue working and saving my money for college and making sure my had scholarships and uh just making sure I had all my ducks in a row because mm-hmm. I paid for my own school or used my scholarships. My parents weren't at a point um, mm-hmm. then in 1982 to help me. So um, I was I was just trying to be serious about it. Mm-hmm. You were you were carving yeah. out your canoe and you were going to sail it too. And, oh yeah! Um, I, oh yeah! I was so, serious about so how long college. did how long did you have to work for this said nest egg before you plopped it down on tuition somewhere? And where did you end up going? Uh, I went to University of Tennessee, like the majority of us. Go Vols. I Graduated, yeah, and um, you know, don't want to. I didn't want to go too far away from my mom and dad. I was mm-hmm. crazy about them, and um, I worked. I don't. I mean, I worked through most of high school I know I missed a lot of fun stuff I can remember a lot of football games everybody was at and I was working or um you know you just you learn at an early age you have to do what you have to do right um but it's probably why I have so much fun now making up for it (laughs) (laughs) and I had fun in college too but you know Mm -hmm. also uh worked really hard to keep my grades up Right. And you did the accounting degree, right? Yes, okay. yes. And then I, um, after that, I took the CPA exam and finally passed that, not in the first 
not in the first try, like some people are fortunate enough to do, but mm-hmm. I did. I, that's something nobody can ever take away from me. I have mm-hmm. that. I have those initials after my name. T- tell us about the CPA exam. What all is involved in that? Well, it's changed. I mean, it's changed a lot. Um, back in our day, there were four parts to the exam, and you had to pass at least two of them before you could keep them. So if you pass one, then you didn't even get to keep that one. They've mm. changed that. They've changed that rule now. Mm. Um, but it, it required a massive amount of studying. And, it, you know, it took me, uh, it was, well, the first time I took it, I only passed one part. And so I had to take it, the whole thing again. Mm-hmm. And I passed three parts and then fourth. Uh, actually, I had to skip a year, and then I um, finally finished it up right when, right around the time Michael and I got married. But um, mm-hmm. it, it's really difficult. It's a it's a commitment. Now, is it like some of the other disciplines where they divide it up? Like, for example, in psychology, there might be um, business related, there might be social work. So, in CPA world, are there different? branches of CPA-ness, I guess? Is that the word? Um, no. I mean, you're a CPA, you're a CPA, but you can you can have your, especially maybe you know more about certain mm-hmm. things, and you can't have tax. You can be a CPA and be a tax accountant, or you can be audit, or you can be um, consulting, or, mm-hmm. you know, there's different groups. Yeah, that's also what I, that's depends what I on which firm, what type of firm you're with. Um Okay, cool. So you could but, be working at a lawyer, uh, a lawyer's office. Oh, yeah, 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 you could. It's one of those multifaceted um, knowledge skills. You can literally go anywhere. Everybody has money going on in their company, right? Uh, yes, they do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, um, it's, I'm glad I chose that field. Yeah. Something they can never take away. And I can always go, I can always go somewhere and find. Some type of work if I needed to. Yeah, very versatile. Um, awesome. Okay, so this schooling that, that took place at the University of Tennessee, Knoxville, go Vols, um, went on for four years. You're you're studying hard. You want to get a good grade. Then you take that CPA exam. You show the knowledge base to get that through. But now you're all studied up. You're certified, ready to go. Where did you end up going out to work first? I'm curious. I was a public, let's say, regional public accounting firm in Knoxville, and um, which is where I met Michael. And then um, from there, we both were in public accounting. So when we'd been married several years and decided we were going to start a family, um, you know, it started in my brain that one of us was not going to be able to say it would be really difficult to have two people in public accounting and raise your kids mm-hmm. um so after our son was born i still were i went to work for a client so i was more in the corporate world with my cpa and then when he was um a year and a half uh, i just missed him too much so mm-hmm. I wanted to work part time and they wouldn't let me. So I ended up staying home, quitting my career to stay home with Evan. 
And, That's cool. Um, that reminds me of Debbie. So then I was, oh, pardon that, me? That reminds me of Debbie's story that I interviewed earlier. She, yeah. she did that sacrificial yeah. move for the family. Hey, kudos to you. It was a really, really difficult decision. Um, being that, you know, you women work so hard. We want to have our career. You're establishing yourself. And then um, when I started staying home, then I got a lot, I got a lot of criticism from other women as though I had, like I was, um, almost like I'd taken the easy way out, you know, by staying home with my kids. No, and no. It's, <laughs> it's shocking. It's shocking how, uh, cruel. I mean, it's not shocking. We all know it. How cruel women can be to other women. There's not, you know, there's not a lot of support there. So, mm. Um, I did both. I had a career with a child and then I had just at home with kids. And I can tell you one thing, it is really hard to be 24 seven and stay at home mom. Like it's really, really hard. Yeah. Um, Especially with that social so. pressure, you know, the, the cruelty expressed to you because you're trying to help your family, you know, get started on the right track. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, I, with, I'm I'm glad I did it. I'm I'm very glad I was with my kids when they were young. And then when they got older, I just started um, like working for myself, doing people's books and tax returns and things like that on the side. And uh, you know, kept part time, kept kept up with things part time. And mm-hmm. I'm glad I did because I now I do that even more. So mm-hmm. just always try to work. You know, I just want to use my brain. Just a little bit. <laughs> well, yeah, you use it a lot. And I'm sure your your kids now, your children now, um, adult as they are, are very appreciative that they had a, a mom that did something like that. You know, what today the terrible stories to see on the Netflix stories, some of the domestic violence is because, you know, the, the leaders, the fam- the parents are not parents. They just check out and leave the kids alone. But you did not do that at all. No, they probably would. I would probably the opposite. Um, Mm -hmm. They were always, always knew what they were doing. They said, I really, I really do think I have eyes in the back of my head (laughs) or, you know, or I could hear things or, and then we're, we're late night people would stay up late. So my kids were not doing things like when they had sleepovers, like when they went to bed, like parents would go to bed and that's when all the shenanigans start with the teenagers. <laughs> Didn't happen in our house because my husband and I are awake and I'm usually right in the middle of the kids having fun anyway. So um, I hope that my kids thought that was, you know, that I was around and present, uh, not too tough on them, but, uh, you know, still the jury's out a little bit. We'll see what they say when they have their own kids. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it goes around, you know. Yeah, wait till you have your own. Um, so, okay, let me let me look back up just a bit. Um, you're you're working as a CPA. You met your husband, and is it kind of like what Stacy mentioned a bit with working with their spouse? It doesn't really work out with the same company, so there's kind of a force splitting anyway. Was it like that, or can you work together in the same business with the CPA? Well, we did. We did work together, but we were doing it on the fly because we had very um, old school, old school uh, 
head of the helm at the CPA firm we were both at when we mm-hmm. met. And there was no interoffice dating allowed at all. That was um, just a company policy, though, right? It wasn't something that was that illegal. That was a company policy. Right, okay. I mean, it was, you know, it was a long time ago. Things are not like that now. I mean, at Michael's firm, kids meet and get married, and then they just put them in separate groups there. You know, yeah. it's so common. And in public, public accounting, it, you spend a lot of hours working, so it's not uncommon to meet your significant other at work. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this was this was a long time ago and it was a old school dude that was running the firm mm-hmm. and he just said no dating and so we dated. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody knew about and it, you know. And <laughs> all the all the young people did, like the staff people that we were friends with, you know, they actually would we'd all go out as a group and they were very protective. Michael and I because they really liked us as a couple and then you know there was one lady that was sniffing around trying to catch us but (laughs) she never did she never did and then when I left and went to a local CPA firm um, it was like four months later I came back as Michael's date to a Christmas party <laughs> and I was engaged to him. I had a ring. <laughs> I, showed, I showed I showed the boss. I came up to him and he he turned so red. You could see the <laughs> anger, like smoke. He knew that we outwitted him. <laughs> so uh, well, love that. That, that was like a that was a stellar moment. <laughs> So that's like another um, thing to keep the job interesting and on your toes, you know. You have the secret, yeah. du- secret double life, secret age, man, you know. Yeah, so it was super <laughs> sneaky, but we did it, and obviously it was meant to be because 31 years. Yeah, I know. There's the proof is in the pudding right there, I'll tell you. Yeah. Um, well, let me ask you this. In in being a like a friend and as well as a parent to your children growing up, were there any certain incidences you remember where things got a little interesting either positive or negative as you're raising your kids can you think of a vacation or something that may have happened oh my um well i mean we've had a lot of interesting things not not necessarily good but um and we did have my mom lived with us um for 17 years oh wow what was that yeah. like um, it was wonderful at first. Uh, we moved to Tampa, Florida, which we loved. And she, she went with us here. You know, my father had passed away and, mm-hmm. um, no, if, you know, once Michael and I left, it's like she, she wasn't going to be with anyone in Knoxville, no family left. So mm-hmm. we took her to Tampa, like she sold her house and she moved down there with us and Ooh. she loved, she loved Tampa and she was young enough that um, it was just a very good experience you know the kids got all that special time with her and she was still young and you know healthy and uh, was able to help out a lot you know we always had a babysitter we could go do things and uh, she had so much fun with the kids and it gave her freedom she didn't have to work anymore because she lived with us and she could travel and you know really do whatever she want and then uh then we moved to atlanta and in 2007 she she didn't care for uh 
she didn't want to move. She didn't want to leave Florida, which she loved. So she wasn't as happy. And so we had some not so great um, years, you know, with her being unhappy in Atlanta. But mm. uh, she's doing good now. I mean, she's uh, she lives close by in a personal care home because my mom has very a very bad stroke last year and so i still i go see her um you know four to five times a week and we sit and we talk and uh you know it's all it's all good but i consider myself and my my whole family especially my kids to it's so special to have had all those years where she was in our home and they had such a close relationship with her so I mean, it's just it's different, right? Because a lot of a lot of families split up and move out. Like parents are one state, and kids are somewhere else, and you don't see your grandparents very often. But uh, yeah. we really we really got lucky with that. So that's probably the only thing I think is very unusual. My life's probably pretty average, but that <laughs> the fact that she lived with us for so long yeah. really impacted my kids. Well, that's good because she got to have a good, enjoyable time there um, before the stroke, for sure, where she got to get to see the grandkids. Where otherwise, um, it would have just been letters, you know, once a year, like most families. That's do. right, or you know, see you yeah. on Christmas yeah, or yeah. whatever. But no, they woke up with her every day, and <laughs> they love it. They both have great memories. I remember me and you were in school together before the high school. Uh, oh yeah, we were fair. We were the Farragut. Yeah, group. I remember. Uh, see, when did, when, what year did you begin Farragut Middle or Primary? Did you start way back in the first grade? First grade, we yeah. moved. Uh, we were we moved from Harrogate, Tennessee, which is like Cumberland Gap area, mm-hmm. almost to Kentucky. We moved, and it was I think October. Mm-hmm. So everybody had already started school, but I was first grade and my older sister was six and um, mm-hmm. it was quite traumatic, but we got through it. I remember I had Miss Howard. I remember her name. Miss Howard. I, I had Miss Trotter in second grade. First grade, I was in a different school. I didn't start Farragut until grade two. Um, but remember the primary school that was built there just for us because we were so huge? Yeah, the new one. We got to go to the new when it was mm-hmm. when it was new, brand new. They moved uh, yeah. us out of that old building over to the new building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it's pretty fancy. And <laughs> we had we did these candy bar fundraiser events so we could have playground equipment. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Because the, the world, land was barren. Greatest, the you know, the world's nothing. greatest chocolate bar. Yeah, yeah. A dollar each. And, oh, man, I'm going to see that. Oh, so good. That peanuts <laughs> in them. You can't find, no, kids don't sell those anymore. No, but I if would they love do, to buy they're one. like four or five dollars now, aren't they? <laughs> I'd pay five dollars for one right now. <laughs> But I remember that we we they, then they built the equipment because we raised enough money a jungle gym and we all stood in line to spend to play on it. It's like what? <laughs> yes, yes. So um, I remember a lot about that up Farragut Primary and, mm-hmm. and then middle and, and, fourth, and then we all the whole fourth and fifth grade and sixth grade were back in the old building that was there on the hill. 
Yes. Uh, who did you mm-hmm. have for homeroom teacher, fourth, fifth grade-ish? Remember some? Hmm. I know Miss Gwen. I don't remember if that was mm-hmm. homeroom. Miss Gwen. Miss Do, remember the real pretty oh, yeah. lady. Really I, young. She was, was like maybe right out of high school teaching, you know? Oh, all the boys <laughs> loved her and all the girls loved her. We all wanted to be like her and, yeah. and you guys wanted to all marry her. Yeah, um, Miss Do. Like Miss Do, Miss Howard. Oh, Miss Harris. Harris, yeah. And then That's, she got married yeah. and her changed her name to Harris' son, which was weird. Yeah, so I, I think my homeroom was Miss Harris. Vic, you were probably in there. Yeah, I, I was. I came across. Mm-hmm. I came across one of those uh, photos. Yes, because mm-hmm. it was David Boyd, and you were always on the back row. Cause you were the tallest. Oh yeah, yeah. Me and David were really good friends early on there, middle school. And I remember in sixth grade they had this contest bicentennial year. It was door decorating time, and my my teacher was Vicky Ta. She spelled her name V I K I. And I'm V-I-K, yeah. so she never misspelled my name. The only teacher who never misspelled my name. <laughs> and I won president of the door decorating committee for Bicentennial Year. And I thought, but I, only after I cried, because the first run, the first voting, they had to do a recount. I was the hanging, ch- I was the crying Chad. Because um, <laughs> I knew we would win. I knew we would win. And you know what, by God, we did. So I cried. There was a recount. Vicky felt bad for me. So I get to be president, and we took the old New England helmet design from the Patriots football team way back before they got that new one. And I said, that's going to be our baseline. And we – and because here was the rule. Here was the rule, and I knew everybody would violate the rule. They said, you cannot cover the entire window of the door because the principal has to be able to look in at any time and see what's going on in there. And I thought, okay, there you go. There's 50% of the people right there are not even going to hear that. And sure enough – they got the, that white paper. Remember that white paper in the roll yes. that weighed like 500 pounds? Yes. And, and they the just plastered lounge. their whole door. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't do it. I said, look, guys, we're going to cut individual pieces out and small pieces of tape. We're going we're gonna to decorate the door and you're going to see through it. That's the rule. <laughs> <laughs> and we won first prize. We beat all those suckers. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Because you listened to the instructions. Of course, of course. And you were creative. Well, yeah, but nowadays we throw away the instructions until you really need them. Until you, when you build it, and it's completely wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah. because you grew into a man, Vic. Isn't oh, that what yeah. they say? Men don't follow instructions. <laughs> well, we don't know how. We never did, you know, growing up. So now we get to the point where we really need. And what's an instruction? Is that like a destruction? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. But yeah, then we had to go to the big school. We had to be with all those Cedar Bluff people. Oh, yeah. And then there was another Robin Sharp. She and I, our names were spelled completely different. Right. But every year at when they mailed our um, grade cards in high school to us, mm-hmm. every year they sent me hers <laughs> and she got mine. Well, I remember Robin. Actually, we were together in the drama team. Her, yeah, theater. She's still in theater. Yeah, she was good. She's she was. She was awesome. Yeah, she's so so sweet. We got to know each other through the the taps <laughs> of our grades. Uh, and then her brother was a football a player. I think he was the quarterback. Was it Barry? Barry Sharp. I don't know if that's her. No, no, there was another Sharp family too, like Martha. Oh, okay. and maybe I'm confusing the two. Yeah, maybe it's that's a different yeah, but I don't know what what the other Robin's dad did, but um, I always thought it was crazy. They had two 
girls with the exact same name. Yeah, that was the same that was, grade. And, and what I liked about it is I, I knew you both, and I could tell you apart, you know. Yes, we didn't look anything alike, but <laughs> we had the same name, and it was spelled nothing alike. But Do you remember? Reason, administrators couldn't figure that out. Right, yeah, you know, and then the Y would be the dead giveaway for me, you know, why not an I here, you know. And she's BB, she's R O B B I N. Okay, yeah, you're just one. And I'm, yeah. So, how, yeah, do, you, so how do they mess that up? Really, how do they mess oh, that I, up? Oh, I don't know. They did every year, <laughs> it got to be comical. Okay, do you remember eighth grade? Do you remember the the math teacher we had? Uh, what was his name? Tom what was his first name. Ferguson. Uh, yeah, he was down the stairs. Uh, was it? Did uh, we have a Pollard? Did we have a Mr. Pollard? Yeah, or Mr. Pollard. He was my homeroom teacher. He gave me. He got. I got paddled from him one day. Oh, me gosh. and Joe Shellnut got into it. Uh, oh, Joe Shellnut. Oh, I threw God. him up against Mr. Pollard's desk, and that was the last straw. And we both got paddlings out of Mr. Uh, the principal. What was his name? Big guy, black hair. Rhodes. Rhodes. Yeah, Mr. Rhodes. Yeah, Down the road Rhodes. you go. <laughs> Dr. Rhodes. Joe Shellnut was awful. You should never have hung out with him. <laughs> Your mother probably would tell you that. Well, I tell you, you know, years later. Um, Bad behavior. I, his father was my manager at McDonald's years later on the strip when I was at UT. I worked at the McDonald's early in the morning, and, and the manager's name was Shellnut. I said, did you have a son named Joe? He goes, yeah, yeah, I did. Uh-oh. <laughs> I know. I'm sure Joe is fine now. Probably turned out to be perfect. Just oh, a yeah. great man, yeah. father, but, man, he was brutally bad to me yeah. in middle school. But isn't that the way it goes? We we completely a lot of us turn around opposite 180s when we get a little age maturity life experience, you know. Probably, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'll, most people are like that. <laughs> and yeah, that's cool. You know, your checkered past and then a, a golden uh, road future. You know, <laughs> yellow, brick, yellow brick road for the future. <laughs> Let's go back in time just a little bit. I'm going to do like a round robin, uh, air quotes, robin round robin. Ooh, okay. Um, with uh, some of the fun things we did. I'm going to just fire these randomly at you. What was your okay. favorite place to eat slash hang out back in the day? Oh, I love it's the same. Gaddy's. Mr. Gaddy's. Yeah, that seems ah, to be a thing. The pizza, and, that, and then we just park in the lot, and everybody get out of their cars and talk because it was, it was safe, and nobody, you know... Property owners didn't worry about us doing anything. Yeah. So we'd go after football games. Oh, I love going to people's houses. Oh, yeah. I spent a lot of time at other people's houses. Mm hmm. Back before they started getting destructive, you know, and having to call the police, you know. And, uh, yeah, we would just, everybody would drive up there and park. It's yeah. awesome. Cruise by or, mm -hmm. or sit and we'd get out of our cars. Mm hmm. And they had good pizza, so. Well, what about sports activities? What was your big sport that you followed or did? Uh, myself or, yeah, no, I wasn't a sport person. I mean, I did things not related to school, like dancing and mm -hmm. modeling and working. You know, I didn't do any of the sports teams. But, um, I mean, I was like everybody else. I liked the football and basketball, but I actually mm -hmm. enjoyed basketball more. No, like tell me about the modeling. Game. What? How did you get into a modeling uh, thing? Oh, uh, my sister, my older sister, modeled, and uh, 
Richard Penner's mother, Jan, was very instrumental in my older sister's career. And then, you know, she brought me on board and nothing that I ever wanted to do uh, long term. It was was kind of brutal, but the uh, it's I love the money. It helped with my whole college gig. So, yeah, the nest egg. Yeah. And it's it's good. It helps build confidence and mm-hmm. um, so it, it definitely it served its purpose. Okay, what were your favorite um, subjects in school to study? I think accounting related, right? Well, I took that senior year. I took like that accounting bookkeeping class from Mr. Grief, and I loved it, um, which has started me thinking about accounting, but. Um, before that, I always loved English. Mm-hmm. I loved to write. Um, mm-hmm. I love Mrs. Becker. Oh yeah. Uh, she oh she was one of my favorite teachers. Mm-hmm. And um, I just I loved all my English classes. Do you remember Miss Longworth? Um, yeah, I do. I can't picture her face, but I remember her. She kind of was reminded me of like her grandmother type appearance. Um, when I remember her back, but me and Doug Floyd were in her class one day and she was notorious for being late. And so I said, Doug, we got to do it. So there was a, there was masking tape on her desk and we masking taped the whole roll, her chair to her desk, (laughs) sat back down in, in the class, sat down and acted like a, you know, a little church mouse, uh, waited. Here she comes. The whole class knows what's going on, right? She walks in the door, looks at that, and says, Vic, Doug, out in the hall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, funny. No, 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 it gets funnier. It gets funnier. So we're in the hall now, and we're getting to talking to, you know. Uh, and she says, I want you to know, gentlemen, that I have taught primary school, middle school, I've taught college courses and now high school, and you two have got to be the absolute worst students that I have ever taught. And without turning on a dime, and one second pops into my mind, I said, Mrs. Longworth, I'll have you know, I've been to primary school, middle school, and now I'm in high school, and you are absolutely the worst teacher I've ever had. Oh, no, you did not. I had to, you know, something came over me. And Doug's just sitting there going, uh, these, the, the opinions expressed by the management are not necessarily this theater. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. All right, that's cool. That is awesome. All right. So, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Right, one more, one more with quick question. Okay. Uh, as far as music, bands, rock, oh. roll, whatever, what did you listen to? What was your favorite bands back then? Oh, my God. Okay. You know, I'm like hugely into music. We go to concert to this day. My husband and I go to concerts all the time. It's like our thing. It's our passion. Mm-hmm. Um, and in high school, I loved Journey. My first concert ever in my life. Our oh, senior yeah. year, they came to the Coliseum. Oh, yeah. And then I saw, oh, I loved ACDC, mm-hmm. uh, Joan Jett. Um, I loved... I mean, so many Rolling Stones. I'm going to see this Thursday. I thought I loved. Uh, yeah, imagine the Rolling all, Stones. All kinds. Wow. All still, kinds. The, the Stones are still performing at this age. How is this possible? Funny, they, 
Because they're rock and rollers. <laughs> rock and rollers never die, Vic. <laughs> they go on forever. They That's... playing like I've already heard. Like Richard Penner saw them in Charlotte. I know oh. some people saw them in Nashville, and they're going to be here in Atlanta uh, Thursday night. And we've had these tickets since February of 2020. Uh-huh. So I remember waiting patiently. Did not Richard Penner? Did he? Didn't he was on the drama team? Didn't he play Jesus at one point in Jesus Christ Superstar that we did? It was probably Greg. Oh, was Greg his brother? Penner. Greg. Okay, Greg. Greg was the drama. Okay, I'm confused. Richard is more like the engineering guy, and he is still one of my closest friends. Um, he and uh, John Houston, that in our senior year, he went to Texas, but we all stayed in contact with him. And Jim Robinson, and I mean, I, we still we're on a text thread right now. Richard got that going, and. Mm-hmm. Um, He's he's just the best. Richard's the best. He's always kind of quiet, and but he's not. Like he sings. Greg sang. He sings too. Richard oh, does. Cool. Like they're pretty talented yeah. musicians, actually. Oh, Greg could sing and play guitar like nobody. I thought he'd be like. And a he danced. Youth. I took yeah. dance classes with him. Like he was incredible. Like yeah. um, in ballet and everything. So wow. I'm gonna. If you could, you contact him for me and say Vic wants to interview you for the podcast. Richard. Yeah, I'll tell him. And Greg, both. Okay. Yeah. I'll get Greg. I don't have Greg's number, but I'll get it from Richard. Yeah. Because Richard was our grade, and then Greg was, I think, two years younger. Yeah, I think he was Scott McBride's era. Yeah. But yeah, let, let me let Richard know. Uh, he, he's next. <laughs> okay, I'll tell him. He, he probably would have a lot to say. He remembers everything. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, Every, Troy, like, Troy Goodell ha, has a great memory, too. He brought back some stuff I'd forgotten about our class size. Our class was huge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and far as I can tell, I've done some research over the years. I call the school frequently. At least once every two years, I call the school. We are the largest senior class ever in the history of the state, not just Farragut. Ooh, really? Yeah. I mean, even today, even today, just this last summer, I checked in with I checked in with um, like Christian Brothers out in Memphis, Bolivar, all these big city schools, and they're not topping six hundred any of them for their senior class. We were like six fifty. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I told my husband. So now you can tell them we got super bragging rights now, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Well, yeah, I'll I'll tell you what, Robin, it's, it's been it's been a pleasure interviewing you going back in time here you today. You too, Vic. I'm, I'm so I'm, excited for the reunion this summer. Oh, yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to be great. Uh, July 9th, everybody, please get your tickets as soon as you can so we can start paying some of these bills down and be confident that we're going to have it. Um, so yeah, and they're on they're on sale now. They're 65 bucks per person. They were much more than that. Um, Definitely. Uh, thank you for reminding me about that, the reunion for 82. Um, we got a website. Uh, go to the Facebook page for all the details and how to get the tickets um, done. You can buy them electronically, many different ways. Um, but one last thing, Robin, from you before we, okay. we, we end this interview. I always like to ask our grads, what is your motto that you can summarize after all these years, life experience, all your education, your children, everything? What is your life's motto or mission statement for us? 
enjoy life, have fun. You can sleep tomorrow. I like that. That's good. Yep. Just have fun. Don't worry about the schedule and the, those unimportant things that you think you have to get done. Just take a minute. Just have fun. That's great. I love it. I love having fun. And it's been a fun interview. Thank you so much again for your time. And thank you. Tell thank everyone. you for answering my questions. <laughs> oh, yeah. And again, those who may not know, um, the beginning of the interview, when we first start talking, we're going to have Robin come back one day here and interview <laughs> me. And then I'll get my story out there because that's, and she pointed out a good point. Thank you, Robin, for pointing that out. You know, you've been listening to these other classmates, but what's Vic been up to? You know, so hey, we're going to do that. I know. I have a whole, I have a whole slew of questions for you, Vic. Okay. Okay, fire, you fire them away here when we do it, and um, we will do it. It'll be fun. We're going to have fun. <laughs> okay. Well, thank thanks. you. Thank you for thinking of me. Yeah, um, of course. Real, I'm really looking forward to seeing everybody in July. Oh, it'll be awesome. It'll be awesome. Um, so thanks again, and we'll see you at the reunion, if not sooner. Okay. Have a great day. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us today to the Big Blue Podcast for Farragut High School. If you're interested in becoming an interviewee, please send correspondence to the following email address, also listed in the show notes. Send all correspondence to FHSBigBlue1982 at gmail.com. Again, that's FHSBigBlue1982 at gmail.com.